Ladies and gentlemen, turn your ear. In spite of the holiday, I have an important announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, Cameron is going to be a dad. I'm so proud of you, Cameron. Oh my gosh. What do you have to say to yourself? <laughs> this is a complete and utter lie. I deny any uh, accusation of impropriety. Uh, this is completely false and, and baseless <laughs> accusation. <laughs> you just had no, you were so excited to hear what I had to say. I told him, hey, got, uh, we're going to start recording, and then I have this huge announcement for you. <laughs> hey, happy Father's uh, yeah. Day, dads. Happy Father's no, complete, Day. completely untrue. Um, in any, uh, do you want to hear my question, though? Sure. No, I'll, I'll hear your question. You're not gonna so say happy, actually. It's a, you're not gonna say happy Father's Day to anyone. Yeah, happy Father's Day. Thanks, dads. Um, <laughs> thanks. You get an episode <laughs> because of the holiday or something. So you're welcome. And so so okay. here's the question. Here's here's my question for you. Um, let's just say right now, like along the same lines, you were just like, well, I'm, oh, I'm gonna be a dad. You know. Sure. Sure. I'm gonna be a dad in in nine months or what eight months or whatever what would you be ready would i be ready Mm, no could i make it work depending on how nice my family is going to be to me (laughs) that's my answer (laughs) yeah sure i could make it work i could make it work it would it would be yeah i'm not ready dude it would be a huge lifestyle change i'm i'm completely aware of that you know so i mean like 100 I, I don't know. Like, do I... I don't think I'm ready at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not... You know... Yeah. I, I... Yeah, I wouldn't be ready. But I could do it. No. I'm pretty sure yeah. I could do it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm kind of along the same lines. Although, like, the thought of it just is, like, terrifying. So, you know. Sure. I... I you know, as far as fatherhood goes, it's something I'm definitely excited for. Mm. So, I'm not... I'm not, like... I'm not fearful of it. I'm going to enjoy that section of my life when I get there. And I'm not looking forward to losing sleep, but I gotta be honest, little babies, they can be pretty cute. I like babies, so. Hmm. Alright. Well, we'll leave it at that. That was literally your question? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I was just wondering if you were ready to be a dad. No, no not at like all. Gonna gonna drop everything and But be ladies and gentlemen, Cameron is ready because he'll be having a child here pretty soon. I just want to let you know. Oh that. my gosh! <laughs> Again, it's completely not true. <laughs> Baseless accusation I, it, coming from from my my political rivals and enemies. Um, wow, are, I've never been so blessed. I've never been so blessed <laughs> with such a title. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you already know what you're listening to, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, episode 98. The Dang. show must go on. Shout out Imagine to- Imagine that, 98 episodes. Is it, my goodness. It it yeah. feels it feels like it's been a long time, actually. No, yeah, 100%. So, shout out to our new Patreon, uh, JD Polson. Thanks for giving a dollar. Oh, um, dang. JD, like, actually stepped it up this time. Yeah. So, wow. we appreciate you. Uh, he texted me the other day. Thanks for supporting the show. If you want to support does the show, does he have a question though? Uh, I'm sure he does, but I'm not gonna look at my text messages because he didn't send it on Patreon. None of that black market question stuff. You just sent it to us on the Patreon Messenger. We haven't got a message in like years, so you could just send it there, and you'll like pretty much be guaranteed on the show. So if you want to support <laughs> us, check us out at uh, Patreon.com/slash/ECFSPodcast. Throw a couple bucks our way, get a question read on the air. If you can't throw any money at us, that's fine. Um, you can 
tell friends and family and rate it on iTunes. I'm like straight up. That was brain just farting. like a terrible pitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Of course. I mean, share the share the share the podcast, and um, that's it. That's basically it. That's how you can support us. That's that seriously means the world to us. So, especially mm-hmm. if you if you know a dad and they want to listen to young uneducated people who are not fathers talk about dads, then this is their this is their kind of podcast. Let me tell you. Yeah, but like we have dads, so like it's not like we're uninformed. Sure. Well, I guess maybe okay. this will be a different perspective, a child's understanding of fatherhood. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Also, I just want to point out that um, uh, Bob. To to breezy, just put like a a billion a billion messages in the uh in, in the uh in the Discord, and it just like it just shattered my eardrums. Wow, sorry. I I mean my notifications aren't that loud, but mm. yeah, Discord's an app, and this is a podcast, so we're gonna get onto the topic uh, today in honor of Father's Day, which was yesterday, and we are gonna do a podcast. About fathers, of course, pulling from movies, media, pop culture, video games, and all that stuff. Kind of have an open-ended brainstorm. Talk about what we think of fatherhood and what it means to society. We'll probably get deep hmm. somehow. So I hope so. I think I think this is a really important issue because, and I'll just I'm just gonna jump right into it. Let's okay. do it, Cameron. You'll probably set the stage right the best. Right off the bat, so go for it. Here's my here's my issue. I I have a big issue with the way that dads are portrayed in in pop culture. I I think there's a lot of um I guess like mistaken views of what fatherhood means and what being a dad actually is. Um, and I think it I think it there's like a pendulum swing, right? One side of the coin is um. Dads are dumb, and they like to mow the lawn and grill and do nothing else. Like, like that's and they love football and you know, like that's that's just like the classic dad. You know, I'm a I'm you know, babe, get me a beer and uh, I'm gonna watch TV on the couch. You know, like sure, like there's just yeah. there's just a classic. There's you know, that's your classic dad. He doesn't do anything. Uh, noble or good for his family he goes to work he comes home he eats dinner he goes to bed you know like that's that's dad normal dad right Um, and and i would say that's probably from a a western perspective of course yeah yeah 100 percent um and then on the opposite side is the sort of dad is dad equals like um protector or like uh, the person who gets, you know, vengeance for the wrongdoing or the, you know, the person who, who you know, uh, you know, beats up the, the dude who, you know, who, who hit her daughter or whatever, you know, like, like there's, that's the, like the overly aggressive um, sort of like vengeful dad is, is the like total flip side of that, right? And I think both of those are just completely wrong and inaccurate and just like just like bad ways of viewing um what fatherhood really is and and to me i think there's a huge disservice done to real dads and to people who put like 
so much time and energy into raising their kids um and this is this is like what they what they get in in media and pop culture like like how many movies are there of like the mother daughter relationship and like oh you know my mom doesn't understand me but you know she's actually great and and i didn't understand the whole time you know like there's so many so many movies oh, about yeah. that yeah totally you know where it's like it's like my oh my mom you know my mom doesn't get who i am but by the end you know she really is way wiser and 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 I didn't understand her, you know, like, like there's so many movies about that, which are great. Like, like moms obviously are, are a hundred percent deserving of that, of that treatment. But I, I have a really hard time coming up with the like good depictions of, of dads in media. And like, like why, why is that? Why should that be the case? I, I really don't. Yeah, I I really don't get why why that's the case. Like, why is there such a stigma um, towards towards fatherhood in a way? You know. Well, I will say that the character representation of fathers, and especially films or maybe media stories, leans into the either brutish or stupid, lazy dad. Because I I don't think those elements are necessarily untrue, but they're just very like one note. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. It, it's a disservice to the humanity of like who a dad is, right? Because there's so yeah, exactly. like I mean, in all reality, my dad goes to work, he comes home, and he sits on the couch, right? But that doesn't mean that he's just that, you know. And yeah. he's much more than that to me, right? And kind of th- this is a little bit of a hot take. This is something I saw today that almost made me want to do this topic even more, Cameron, because I knew that you'd probably feel similar to me the way that I felt when I saw this. I saw a post on Instagram today. It's Father's Day. The majority of the posts are posts about dads, right? And I saw this post and it was like a mom and she was like, look at me on Father's Day. I'm a single mother and I don't need no father or something like that. Mm. And I was just like, wow, like that's like not really the point of today, you know what I mean? And and yeah, and it's like, yeah, hundred percent, dude. Credit to her for being a single mother. That's a hard thing to do, right? But it's like, there's just no love for dads, you know. Sometimes, and I even feel like when I was talking about Father's Day with some people at work before what was going on today, right? Like, I just feel like this holiday is sort of, oh, I forgot to get you something, so here's this tie or something like that. Or it's like, there's just, there's no respect. And it's almost seen in the media that we consume too, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I'm not, I'm not like propagating that, you know, dads, they need more respect and whatnot, but it's almost like the image of what fatherhood is and the importance that it holds and the way people are raised. Like, like it's just been neglected and therefore it's like the two note, character of what a father is is the only thing that will remain in society if we're not calling for a higher standard for fathers like fatherhoods I mean we don't know from experience but from what I can tell you what I've seen from my dad and the great men who have been around me who have been like father figures like it takes a lot of effort dude like it it takes a lot to deal with my you know 
shenanigans that I'm throwing all the time, you know, and the, the amount of patience and care and time that it takes for them to come alongside me and say, well, I'm going to try to point you in this different direction or I'm going to do something else. Like that's not the lazy or moronic or, or even like just the brute protector. Like they, they, they serve so many more roles than that. So we want to get into sort of like what are good representations of dads and sort of flesh out like maybe why the we think that they're more accurate and how they call to that higher standard. But we thought first we would kind of go through some of the silly uh, or I guess brooding, dumb, moronic dads, or I guess we could say the misinterpretation of, of fatherhood or something that mm-hmm. we should maybe shun away from and call for something better. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, and it's it's not to say that, I guess, I guess it's not to say that there aren't bad dads out there. It's, it's not an easy job, right? And Yeah, 100% they're bad, they're bad dads. <laughs> yeah, and, and that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be bad dads in media either, right? Horrible interpretations no, yeah. of fathers. And, and actually, what I would say is a couple of these these movies, especially the ones that I pick, picked, are almost like they're, they're like... Um, they're like opposite reflections of good dads, right? Where it's like it's like they're showing what you shouldn't be as a as a father, right? Uh, and and there's there's so many. I would say there's so many depictions of like m- mocking fathers and like the idea, uh, like m- mocking the idea of being um, a dad and mocking the the sort of the the concept of it. Um, but there are actually, there are, are actually like really good depictions of, um, of what it means to be a bad father, you know? And, and I think, I think that's actually important too. Um, like I, I think, I think obviously we should have, we should have good depictions and good examples of what fatherhood is. Um, but at the same time, we should also have like, um, you know, uh, cautionary tales as well. You know, I, 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 I think that's important too. I think that what Cameron and I are trying to get at is that there is just an abundance of one note or two note dad characters in media, right? And yeah. how that can push a society to see fatherhood's role as this limited, you know, almost like n- not as valued idea, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So, like these dads aren't even necessarily bad, or or the way that they're they're written. Some of it's in good fun. Like for example, Chevy Chase in National Lampoon series, right? I mean, like that dad is pretty much a dummy, and it's for good laughs, right? I mean, I love Christmas Vacation. That's like one of that movie's hilarious to me. But it's mm-hmm. like Chevy Chase is just being generic American dad, being a goofball, right? Right. And th- there's not much more to his character than that, and it's a comedy, so it's fine. I mean, like Homer from The Simpsons, it's the same thing, right? It's supposed to be almost like, like a satire to what a dad is, right? Right. Yeah. And I would actually say that Homer um, is sort of like the the opposite. Well, uh, not the opposite, I guess, but Homer is a is a different kind of character than someone like. Um, uh, like Peter Griffin from Family Guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like like Homer, he is is dumb and he's you know he's, he's dumb and like, violent. 
Well, yeah, but he's he's the complete depiction of like, of like the total, you know, like boneheaded dad, right? Sure. Um, yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, he's not like he's not a bad father either you know like he he he's obviously dumb and he makes mistakes but he's he still loves his family you know like like there's a there's a certain there's a certain wholesomeness i would say to the well maybe not bart maybe not bart you know he always wants to strangle him sure yeah i'm just kidding i guess i guess they're like there are obviously examples of it but i i think he i think he's a um i don't want to say an exception but he's he's sort of a, a weird um character because he he's like he's like the classic um example of like stupid dad but he's not like he's not like terrible and cruel like i would say like peter griffin is you know like i think i think that is just like a a really kind of disgusting depiction of of fatherhood or of just like family in general actually i think family guy is a is a terrible show but um but I think I think The Simpsons is is a I would say a bit more wholesome, um, in a in a very like rudimentary way, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I agree with you. I've never liked Family Guy at all, actually. Um, but I think it's I, terrible. I, I mean, haven't I, seen. I think it's just so base. I feel like I haven't seen enough of it to really make a judgment. But uh, you know what would and everything comes from something podcast be without bringing up Star Wars. Again, but but I think this is an important point. Like Star Wars is a massive cultural icon, right? Mm-hmm. Name a good dad in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean nobody has dads. Well, I guess, uh, um, or, uh, what what's his name? O- Organa? What Senator? What what's his? Uh... Jimmy Smith or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's his name? I can't remember. Um, he was a pretty good adopted dad. I would sure. Say. You sure, don't but, get that much of him, though. <laughs> yeah, he's not around that much. He's almost just yeah. a surrogate, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like, Anakin Skywalker straight up, like, kills his wife pretty he, much. But he doesn't have, like, Anakin doesn't even have a dad. Yeah, like, he's just an, an orphan slave. To be honest, I mean, that whole series could be interpreted as the, um, as the, 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 <laughs> the the abundance of violence that comes from from a lack of father. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, even the new trilogy continues that theme. Exactly. That's this is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Han Solo is just kind of a. I don't know what happened with him, but like in episode he's a seven, he's dead too. Yeah, he's just like ah, had to go back to smuggling. I don't want to think about it or something. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Like you just abandon your son to be a dictator over the galaxy with like a side faction or something. I don't know what was going on there. Blew up the Death Star, but I can't handle a son, uh, a kid. You know. Yeah, so. I mean, narratively, I I enjoy where that where that wit in the seventh movie, but but character wise, I think it's really I think it's like a poor way to treat Han Solo and his arc. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because his arc <laughs> like, was think- like. He stepped up to the plate. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then he was like, "Eh, never mind." <laughs> yeah, know? but again, I mean, if you're reading it all with the lens of like um, <laughs> that I just said, which is you know what happened, you know how how much violence happens and continues to happen when when dads aren't in the picture. Like, I think it all it all pretty much lines up. <laughs> 
Guys, it's a, the, Star Wars is a pro dad mo- uh, a pro dad franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find out what happened to George Lucas's parents. I know, yeah. It, who knows? <laughs> oh man, jo- you know George Lucas. He doesn't have a biological. Um, I think he adopted his his daughter. I'm pretty sure that his parents got a divorce. I'm just gonna get out there say that. Um, because his, his mother's last name is not Lucas. So mm. that's just a guess. Well, well, he did. He divorced. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. He married the, the Mickey, the Mickey mouse. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and then divorced again. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey said, get out of here with those ideas. <laughs> we bought you. We own you. Ugh. So, sorry about that. Wow, actually, he he married um, the editor of Star Wars, and she won a <laughs> she won a, an Oscar for for the original Star Wars, and then they divorced. Wow. Enough about Star Wars. <laughs> Let's get back to dads. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why George Lucas is just one of those people that just makes me laugh. <laughs> he just makes me laugh. His Ugh. voice and everything. It could be just like his his weird beard and his neck <laughs> and his voice. <laughs> um I got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jingle all the way. I think Arnold plays a dad in like so many different movies, feels like. Yeah, that's true. And he's just kind of a silly dork. In that movie, I wouldn't say that's as very offensive, but it just kind of makes him out to be like very—he's just like very distant. And then he's like, "I gotta do this one thing for my kid, Jamie." That's what he always says, Jamie. <laughs> um, sure, happy ending, but it's like he's a doofus the whole time. He beats up a mailman or something like that. So, <laughs> I, you know, uh, to be honest, I've never seen Jiggle all the way, so it's and pretty, I probably won't. It's pretty fun. Um, well, I put I put I put a couple different ones from from TV. I think the classic sort of like um, d- dumb dad depiction is Al Bundy um, in in Family Matters, um, and uh, I don't know. I I'm conflicted about this because obviously it was like kind of the first of its time in a way. You know, like like it sort of set up the stereotype, um, which is. I think it's kind of innovative at the same time it is detrimental. Um, like it was the first, it was the first sort of piece of media that, that sort of had the idea of, of the sort of like dumb and careless dad. Uh, but it, it like set up a trope that I, I just, I don't love, you know? Mm, Um, mm. and, and I think, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a funny show, and, um, and, uh, what's his name? Ed, I can't remember his last name. Uh, I've, anyways, the guy who plays it is, is great in it. Um, but at the same time, I, I can't help but feeling like, I don't know, there, there's, there's something that I, that just like leaves a sour taste in my mouth about, about that depiction, you know, that depiction of the, of the classic, um, the classic father you know i think i think it's kind of sad that that's what um that's what ended up being the trope 
you know, even though even though it was funny and it was a satire at the time. I don't know. It just it just it doesn't sit well with me. Um, and the next one that I put was um, uh, Phil Dumphy in in Modern Family. Do you uh, have you watched any any Modern Family? No, I I didn't think it was that funny. I, I think I've seen bits of it and I was like, eh. yeah, I I kind of feel the same way. I think it's like like I'll turn it on if it's if it's on. I don't have a TV anymore, but like I I used to just put it on um in the background and I'll, you know watch a, an episode or two or whatever um and and there it's it's got some funny moments um but what i've noticed is as the seasons have gone along like this character Phil Dumphy he has gone from like like occasionally dumb father but like mostly loving and pretty wholesome to just like complete moron you know, like he, he's just, he just like, as the later seasons, uh, went on, he, he, he turned into just basically like, like not even a, not even a real person, you know, like not mm. even, he's, he's just like such a caricature, you know? And yeah, I think, and, that, I think that like TVs, especially sitcoms suffer the most from the two note dad character that really doesn't have any purpose besides like comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I, I think, I think it was, it was interesting, um, in the, in the original seasons where like he, he was kind of like as much, as much as he was sort of the classic dumb dad, he he had some moments where he had some moments of like like actual like clarity and heart you know where he he kind of showed his strengths as a as a father um and by by now i mean if you watch the new the new episodes he's just like he's just so dumb <laughs> you know like he's just he's just completely an idiot and and there's there's something that's um that's kind of depressing about that where like like they i think they were trying to play off that trope originally and make it something that was um like oh it's okay if you're a dumb dad you know like you there's still some use you know in having you around there's still like like good things about about being a dad generally Mm. um and and now he he's just like he's just terrible it's i mean i think the show has gone down in quality a lot um since the 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 first um seasons but but i i don't know it just it's a really it's kind of a disheartening um it's a, yeah it's a disheartening way of of portraying portraying fathers mm. um anyways do you have any do you have any other dumb dads oh there's plenty to talk about there's definitely yeah exactly like i think most people kind of get the idea of what we were talking about uh in terms of like those two tropes and the one note two note kind of stylized dads we put a weird category before we get into sort of like what dads should be trying to achieve or achieving kind of their their dynamic and multi-faced roles as fathers like I, if that makes sense. Am I kind of putting that right, Cameron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, dads are, I guess, I guess in all honesty, it's like dads are people. There's a lot to the role, 
and the role is yeah, important. A hundred percent. So we put like this strange session that was like weird, selfish dads. I don't know if all these fit. I put like Tron Legacy. I don't know why, but Jeff Bridges and Tron Legacy is one of the weirdest, like very uncomfortable kind of characters in that movie. And you're supposed to like like him, but he ditched his son in this corporation. He's living inside his own creation and he can't leave. That's like everything. I don't know. Like I just was like, this is, I don't like this guy. I know he's supposed to be a good guy. Like I like the first Tron movie. Right. But I was just kind of off put by him. I just didn't, didn't. I mean, that movie's weird besides the music, but something about that. I was like, eh. I, I remember really liking that movie, although I don't, I, I can't say I've revisited it since I mean, maybe like fifth grade or whatever. Yeah, it was <laughs> so, hype when we were kids, but yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. But I I do know what you mean that there's like some <laughs> there's something going on with him as a character, like the Jeff Bridges character. Like obviously the main villain is a CG Jeff Bridges. Um, like younger Jeff Bridges and like obviously he's he's a bad guy and so like the 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 older dad version doesn't really come up um until the the last half of that movie but but yeah no I I totally agree I th- I I I 100% agree with what you mean like he's supposed to be the good guy and like Almost like he's positioned as like the god figure of of the Tron world, you know, um, but he's kind of he's kind of not not great, you know, <laughs> like he's not yeah, a great dude. You're right, like he's like he's placed as the the creator, right, of that world, but he has no power in the world, yeah. right? So it's almost like I'm just off put. You're just a selfish. I, I don't know, like, and so I didn't want to put that in the weird interpretations. At least he has complexity, but I don't think that it's showing whether or not that's a good dad or a bad dad. It's just a figure and confusing. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know really why it's on this list, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just like, to me, I was like, nah, I'm going to put it there because I wanted to say whatever's going on with Jeff Bridges in the drawn world, I don't want none of that in the real world. Right. Well, so I I sort of interpreted this as um, it's not the like bad dumb depictions of fatherhood, but uh, I would say the the complex and dark depictions of of what like what bad fatherhood is really. Sure. Um, and so for me, I mean, there there are two movies that come to mind when when I think about this. Um, one is a movie. Uh, by Denis Villeneuve called Prisoners, uh, which I love. I, I think it's a fantastic movie, really dark. So, like, I don't recommend it lightly. <laughs> like, it is, mm. it is a, a depressing and um, and a dark movie that that like it. I'll just caution you about that. But um, the main character is Hugh Jackman, and he. Um, he his so his daughter goes missing um and and basically has to he he's tasked with figuring out like what happened to her essentially right. um and and so as sort of the 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 premise would would set up it you know he obviously 
is extremely emotional and he jumps to certain conclusions um and he he makes he makes some really really horrifying decisions along the way but all because he's trying to he's trying to protect his daughter you know he's trying to protect his family um and so there's this there's this tension in the movie of like of like he wants justice for his daughter and he wants to find out what what happened to her um but at the same time he is going down a road of vengeance and violence that is um that is completely unjustified you know and so so it it the movie is is really a commentary on that idea of fatherhood uh, that that fatherhood is about protecting your family you know that fatherhood is about um being sort of the strong man and the um the person who can who can get your family out of out of a bad situation um and, and it's it's sort of a critique on that uh and i think it's a really interesting one and a and a very poignant one of um obviously what obviously what it's trying to say is that people are people re- regardless of whether or not they're dads and and because of that they're they're extremely flawed and they will make the same mistakes that you know that an evil person will e- even though they're doing it for for a good reason and so like there's something that i think is really um is really important about that message and really like a ca- it's a cautionary tale. Uh, and, and I would, I would definitely, I would highly recommend watching that movie because it's, it's very, um, as bleak as it is. Uh, it's very eye opening, I would say of, of the dangers of that sort of mindset of like, I'm going to protect my family at all cost. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes the cost is is too high and sometimes the cost is is evil um so yeah i i mean i i think i think it's a great movie the second one that i that that really jumps to mind for me is um the irishman which we talked about kind of extensively on this podcast actually um so i I won't go too deep into it but um yeah i think it's a great a great way of exploring the fatherhood archetype, um, especially mixed with sort of like the criminal element of a lot of Scorsese's movies, you know, so, you know, he, it, it goes into the, um, it goes into the depiction of, uh, what happens when, you know, being a dad is crossed with, having like a really violent and uh psychopathic profession you know and what happens when there's uh you know when you're when you're trying to get um you know revenge and and justice for your daughter and you know and 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 at the same time like like how that alienates your family um and i i think that's a I don't know. I think I think it's a it's a great depiction of like what can go wrong uh sure. when when all your intentions are good. Yeah, I think actually when when you summarize the Irishman, I have not seen it. But to me, this is like starting to cut into I guess the image that we want to paint as a healthy 
idea of what fatherhood should aim to or towards. Obviously, not the Irishman. You should not be like uh, it's De Niro, right? You should not be like De Niro yeah, Frank and the Irishman, <laughs> right? But what I'm saying is like most people hear that and they're like, "Well, good thing I'm not a psychopathic killing crime lord." But I think what the Irishman, even though I haven't seen it, I'm just speaking. I think what the Irishman is trying to get at is how being a father requires a large sacrifice of self and letting go of like a lot of who you were before, despite the fact that you're a human and a kid's movie like the Incredibles kind of nails that concept in a way that is so easily understandable yet also like so multidimensional, I guess. Cause with Mr. Yeah. Like Mr. Incredible, it's like he has this old life. That's who he was before he was a dad. Right. And he's still like hanging on to that and it creates this tension in the household where he is falling into the stereotypes of being the dad who's at work. He's brutish. He will protect his family and he's a little bit dumb. He's kind of out of it. He's not paying attention that much. Right. Uh, and this what's even it's crazy. It's a kid's movie. And this kid's movie kind of takes him on that journey of um, like recognizing his flaws in being like being connect like not being selfless i guess he's very focused on himself at the beginning and i think the hardest thing about being a father and and the the moments where my dad has impacted me the most is when is when a dad kind of gives up himself i guess to a degree and becomes selfless and says i'm going to do this to be a better dad versus what I want to do. And that's not that's not easy, right? And yeah. most dads don't do that 100% of the time, right? And The Incredibles explores that. But I think that whole movie, in terms of Mr. Incredibles' arc, is that idea of letting go of self to fulfill the role of fatherhood for your family, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's I think it's a great movie too. I mean, I love the Incredibles. I think there's so many deep themes and oh yeah, and really interesting interesting ideas being tossed around in that movie, even though it's a kids movie. Um, but yeah, I I think f- fatherhood and masculinity and trying to prove yourself to your family and to your you know maybe to to society as a whole like i think those are really wonderfully juggled in that movie in a way that like doesn't um doesn't dehumanize mr incredible uh but it also doesn't like let him off the hook you know what i mean like like it doesn't it doesn't make him into a caricature but it it also uh you know it also criticizes him in a way that that he should be criticized. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I love The Incredibles. I think it's such a good movie. I think what's cool about the list of the fatherhood that should be lifted up or promoted in some of these films that we're going to talk about briefly is how they stray away from a level of masculinity. And because we're on the subject of Pixar, I think that Finding Nemo, what's the dad's name in that? The fish? Marlin. Marlin. Like, he's not masculine, right? Like, Marlin, he's kind of a worried dude. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, And, yeah, he's a fish, and, yes, it's a kid's movie, 
but the writing of Marlon's character in Finding Nemo kind of shows like a dad's commitment to his kid. And it also has an arc of like how that overcommitment can be not like good uh, parenting, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and also he's, uh, he's a single father, which is, is very rarely shown in, in films, you know? Um, but I, I agree. I think there's a certain, um, like, again, it's a, it's an image of like the overly protective sort of like helicopter dad. Um, but in a way that's like really understandable, you know, and the, the, I, I love the opening of that movie where, you know, he, you know, he, you know, Nemo is the only one left, um, of his, of his whole family, you know, and he feels like, he feels like he's responsible for that and he let that happen. And so like, he'll never, he'll never let anything bad happen to, to Nemo again. Um, and you, you just can't, you can't make that promise. You know, you can't, you can't be, you can't control fate in a way, you know, there's, there's nothing, sometimes there's just nothing that you can do. Um, and, and that whole movie is, is about like what, you know, the lengths that someone will go to, to, you know, to make right what they, what they did wrong. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it's a, I think it's a really interesting, I mean, he's obviously got the greatest arc in that movie. His, the turn from being, you know, the overly protective helicopter dad who won't, you know, he won't even let him go, go to school by himself or, you know, like, like he's so, he's so overly careful and protective um you know to him realizing that that like you know that's not the way to keep y- your son from danger you know i i think it's i think it's great yeah it's such a good pixar they they just have some incredible movies about dads <laughs> i got to say just on a side note finding nemo is a gorgeous movie mm-hmm. and whenever i listen to the soundtrack it just makes me want to cry it's a really <laughs> like it's a really good like I don't know it's just got really good melody and honestly about, I like, feel that way ab- about so many uh, Pixar movies like, yeah <laughs> for sure um what I like about what Pixar kind of nails is there is a clear critique of a father's action in fatherhood I guess and then there's like a correction to it in it yeah yeah and and I think a lot of movies have done this I mean it's a wonderful life is a really good example also of like a dad who is basically like what I'm what am I doing doesn't he he wants to kill himself in that movie right yeah yeah he tries to kill himself yeah and and it's it's revolved around his own perspective and his own like his own life it's is he's basically just focused on himself until he's given this wider perspective and becomes kind of selfless to continue forward right yeah 100 percent. that is like such a beautiful movie i mean 
<laughs> I don't even want to talk about it because I could drone on and on and on. But yeah, no, it's a wonderful life is one of those films where it's like, I know what that movie is. It's good. It's fine. I've heard of it or I've watched it. But when you watch it again, you're like, wow, this is a real, this is an incredible movie. Like in yeah. my opinion, I feel like it's, it's just, it's so heartfelt, right? A hundred percent. Um, yeah, I put, we put a couple on here. Cameron, have you seen The Pursuit of Happiness? I have not, actually. Oh, I haven't either. But that's another single dad. That's a single dad movie, right? So I don't know why I put it on there. For some reason, I thought you had seen it. No, I haven't. Who knows? Maybe he's a good dad or not. I don't don't know. I couldn't tell you. If Will Smith was your dad, you'd probably call him a good dad. I don't know, though. He did name his daughter Willow. His son's also a horrendous rapper. Nobody's told him yet, so... Yeah. Sorry, Jaden fans. It's true. <laughs> I listened to his music recently. I was like, oh my goodness, this is atrocious. It's almost <laughs> like the corporate machine has not told anyone at all. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I, I just Yeah, it feels like everybody's being a yes man to Jaden Smith. They're like, Yeah, in you're any good. case. Okay. In any um, case. We're talking about good dads. <laughs> so um I put Sean Connery from Indiana Jones here. Now, he is comic relief, but what I like about Sean Connery is he doesn't fall into that masculine thing. He does have a little bit of the silly, dumb dad, but what I like about him is that he is a representation of a dad as a guide or a teacher, right? And when I think about my dad, there's so many moments where he has come alongside me and taught me something or... Like he's helped me work on something, some sort of project. And that time for him, no doubt, is probably a little bit obnoxious, right? Because I don't know what I'm doing. And yet he still takes the time to be patient, to be uh, a good example and to show how, how to complete things. In, in a specific way. And I think that Sean Connery's character in the la- in Indiana Jones 3, what is it? The Last Crusade. I just feel like he, he kind of gleams that energy where he's like, I want to I wanna teach you something, Indiana Jones, even though you think I'm obnoxious, even though you think I'm, I haven't, I don't know anything or I can't stand up for myself. And they do learn something together. It's really good. And I love, I absolutely love the scene um, in the movie where they stop and there's the road to Berlin and the other road. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have this great like father son interaction. Um, it's a good moment in that movie. I like it a lot. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that's a that's an interesting choice that I wouldn't have picked on first like first glance. Um. But I, I do think it's true. I think there's something sort of, um, he's, he he is kind of the, the like, the wise, uh, like knowledgeable guide. I guess not not wise necessarily, but he's he's like the knowledgeable guide of of that movie. And I I think there's there's something, um. There's, I guess, I guess you don't see that that much in like, you see that a lot in like grandparent depictions and like older, you know, old, you know, older fathers or older, you know, grandfathers. 
but you you don't see that a lot in in sort of like immediate father son relationships um so yeah i don't i don't know i think i think that's that's an interesting pick i i chose one that i think is like a really genuinely good depiction of of what being a uh, like what what being a good dad means um and it's the, it's the movie first man by damien chazelle i think it's like first of all it's a great movie i i it was totally slept on it's a really like a really really good movie i i loved it but um but i think the the depiction of uh neil armstrong as as a father who is like caught between like his work and his family i think that is such a such a a deep and interesting portrayal of of like what that means and and it's almost like there's there's like an extreme tension um in a way where where he is like he has to be 110% committed to what he's doing because it's it's pioneering and it's you know it's it's the first he's the first man to walk on the moon you know like it, it is he is he obviously has to be a pioneer in a way to his country and at the same time he you know spoilers i guess but it's also his life his his daughter his two and a half year old daughter passed away from a from a brain tumor and so like he has the most incredible sadness but also the the like utter commitment that it would take to to be a pioneer in that way and i i just think it's like first man really dives deep into that depiction of like like what it would be like to to be neil armstrong and to have those those like two huge tensions in your life and i think it, i think it not only is it resolved in a beautiful way but it's also i don't know i think it's just a great a great understanding of of what fatherhood is um i haven't seen it but your recommendation makes me want to check it out for sure yeah yeah um we of course put Atticus Finch from The Killing Mockingbird, the nineteen sixty two film, and even him in the book. Obviously a book is gonna round out characters a lot easier, but to be honest, I don't even know anyone that actually reads besides you, Cameron. So <laughs> like Atticus Finch in nineteen sixty two or in this film, uh To Kill a Mockingbird in nineteen sixty two. Who's he portrayed by again? The the actor? Uh was it Gary Cooper? I don't I think so. Sure. I don't think that's who it is. No. Um. Anyways, does a great job capturing the essence of Atticus Finch from the book. Oh no no no! Sorry, it's it's um, it's 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 Gregory Peck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why did I think it was it was Gary Cooper? Well, it was a G, so you're close. Like not really. <laughs> great line. Uh, he he also fills this mentor role for his daughter. What's his daughter's name in the book? Scout or something? Yeah, Scout. And he says, you got to get inside someone else's shoes and walk around a bit. Mm. And that's not the exact quote, but it's close enough. <laughs> and that like that that interaction with him and his daughter and 
and him also juggling some big stuff in his life representing uh, a black man that was accused for rape uh, in the court in a pretty white town. Um, It's like, I don't know, it's just a very realistic and wholesome vision of what a father can be. And so we had to include it. We talk about um, To Kill a Mockingbird a lot. And it's an important book, and you're forced to read it, and I hope you don't push it off as just being something you had to read in high school because it is it's, it is an important... Like, I guess my English teacher just... He interpreted it and forced us to really think about the themes in the book, and so it's important to me. Yeah. Uh, and I still think it can be important to you. So check it out if you haven't seen the movie, especially if you don't want to actually read the book as well. Um, but the movie's really good. And uh, just to kind of round out some stuff, Cameron, I put Rick from The Walking Dead on here. This, is that true? <laughs> I don't know if this is a great dad depiction, but when you said TV, I was like, "What? who can I think of that's a dad in TV? And to be honest, you kind of root for Rick in the first season. I mean, the first and second season, those, those are the best seasons of the show, right? Yeah. I'm not going to continue too much further than that. But it's like he's a character that you can get behind you and you want to succeed, right? And I'm not yeah. entirely sure why, but I don't think he's a bad dad and he's trying his best, right? Um, yeah. I would say that I the depiction of fatherhood isn't very deep in that show. Um I don't know. I feel like I feel like a show like Game of Thrones has actually a more interesting way of um of understanding and portraying like like maybe the classic depiction of fatherhood right like like um i don't know i, I maybe tv is just as a whole doesn't have a very good handle on uh, on fatherhood cuz i i can't really think of any any good depictions in tv either well there is a lot of depictions of bad fathers. Yeah. I mean, Breaking Bad, Ozark, right? I mean, I don't know if Ozark he's a he's a kind of bad. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's pretty bad. <laughs> so, but uh, here, this is kind of an interesting spin. I put Avatar: Last Airbender. Huge spoiler alerts! If you're watching the show, uh, just finish it. It's on Netflix. Uh, give me thirty seconds. I'm gonna just burn something really fast. If you don't care, I'm just gonna tell you straight up. But basically. The the villain of the show, his name is Prince Zuko. He is after the Avatar. He's very angry. But the reason, and, and this is this is why I think the show is so excellent, is actually his arc is all based around having a horrible relationship with his father because he has this huge scar on his eye. And the plot is he won't be seen honorable in front of his dad's eyes if he doesn't bring back the Avatar. So that's like his entire like the impact of his father's discipline has ruined this kid basically. And by the way, his dad is the king of one of the nations. So he's a banished prince uh, set to go find this, but he's stuck with his uncle who is the better father figure in the show. Right. And I think what's so great about this arc is that it shows the importance of what a good father is, or in this case, a father figure is versus kind of a, father who doesn't care i mean in, in, in this regard like the main villain 
is his father, basically. Like, he's, like, just this evil overlord, right? And at first, it's, like, Zuko's entire being in the show is all about restoring his honor for his father. And throughout the series, it flips. And he kind of realizes his real father is the uncle who was with him the whole time, helping him learn and grow and be a better person. And really being, like like a real father to him. That's a, that's a line in the show where he's like, no, like I need, like my real dad was the one who was there for me, you know, not the guy who banished me and burned half my face off, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. Like I've been watching that show. I'm going to watch it after this podcast. <laughs> I'm almost done with it for like the third time, but yeah, I mean, there's the importance of dads for you, I guess. Don't yeah. burn your children's faces. How about that? Definitely not. And then I wanted to sort of close out this podcast quickly with talking about gaming and interpretation of of fathers in gaming, which I think have actually been much more tasteful than movies and TV. And here's why. This is kind of my 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 thesis. Of course, I guess deleting Octodad from the equation, right? <laughs> In in video games, it's like you have to play as the dad, right? Or in, in these cases, you're kind of playing as the father figure, right? And because of that, they inherently have a human element and a multi-structured character because you are already expressing yourself as a player through them, right? And even if they're written in, in, in different ways, like I guess my instant thought was like Lee from the Walking Dead game from Telltale. It's like most people who were trying to kind of be a father figure for Clementine tried their best in that game and ended up, well, I guess spoilers, sacrificing themselves, right? Uh, for that that girl that you're the father figure for, you know? And it's because of that like character or that, that player expression where fatherhood becomes like a very real and understandable task, right? Of selflessness. And to be honest, I think the best representation in gaming right now is Kratos in the the new God of War game. Cameron, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was actually going to say, like, basically forget all of the rest of these, de- like, especially Geralt. <laughs> I had a, okay so like big daddy on here that's just a joke all right Geralt from the witcher that is like you know this breaks my thesis but i want to throw it in there where it's like you want to be a good dad but as Geralt for some reason you're just a total sleaze bag and you're just like i'm a bounty hunter and I don't care, you know. Like it's just I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're kind of you're you, honestly you're kind of like Han Solo in the in the latest in the in the in uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I I mean, Geralt is kind of a joke in my opinion, but yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it's a great game, but he. I wouldn't say he's like a deep depiction of fatherhood or anything. Cameron, let's just um, say there was there was a reason I skipped over that name. All right, you didn't have to bring it out. <laughs> It's a list for me to say what I want to say. All right, yeah. but let's get back to Kratos. Well, yeah, so I, I think actually Kratos is very... I mean, God of War, I think, is a great game, um, first and foremost. Fantastic. Would would highly recommend. Um, but I, you you play as Kratos. Um, and We're talking compa- about the PlayStation 4 exclusive, not the first game. 
No, yeah, the the uh, um, yeah, Nordic the, the reboot. PS4, the new, the new. Well, it's just. It's just God of War, right? Like that's that's what it's called. Well, there's right? another game called God of War, and it was on PlayStation Two. I know, too. I know, I know. Whatever. Um, yeah. So so you play as as Kratos, um, sort of older, bearded, uh, disgruntled Kratos, and um, and your companion throughout the movie or throughout the the game is um, is your son. Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, oh, jeez. I almost just spoiled the game. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, his, uh, he's just boy the whole time, basically. Yeah, what's his <laughs> name? Like, Air, it's like Air Tease or something. Yeah, like. yeah it's like Art, Art some, I don't know, something like that. Well, anyways, Kratos just calls him boy. But, um, but, uh, but I mean, the, the game opens and, um, you you go out hunting with your you know with your son Atreus um, that's it Atreus that's what it is yeah, yeah, yeah you're right um and and you get so like violently disappointed because he wouldn't he couldn't he couldn't kill this deer um and it's like such a such a a, a very deep and also like haunting scene um where you know you get like very frustrated that like your son can't can't handle the realities of of living in this world right you know like like he's obviously he's obviously not expressing it in a in a very in a good way um but at the same time like there's a he he's obviously frustrated because he wants his son to survive you know and he wants his son to be um to be to be prepared for the world that he's living in uh when there's so you know kratos obviously knows that there are so many dangers and there's so many um horrifying things in the in the world but at the same time you know he's he can't express himself and he can't he can't protect him son he try he's trying to to show atreus how to how to actually be a a responsible person and i think i don't know i think it's like it's such a a deep depiction of fatherhood and it's also very somber and very understanding of of the flaws um i don't yeah, know i, I think it's I, a great I, great great game i mean yeah i think kratos and god of war is it just i think it's it's so profound because it's like as a player playing the game not only is it executed and almost shot cinematograph like the cinematography in the game is just incredible um but it's like like i guess for me it was like i really connected with Kratos as a father, but also Atreus as the son at the same time. Cause it's like, I'm sitting down, I'm playing the game. The kid won't stab the deer. And it's almost like, I'm like, just stab the deer kid. And then Kratos blows up as a dad, like do like you, you need to stab this thing and he can't do it. And, and so suddenly Kratos is frustrated. You're almost a little bit impatient as a gamer. So you're like, yeah, like tell him, you know, and then 
you get that haunting sensation where the kid is crushed and he's upset. And like, I don't know, there's just so many moments in the game like that. And like Kratos, he's this dude that is just jacked, most (laughs) masculine looking dude. And you, you don't get the, the fact that he loves his kid till much later in the game. Cause it's so, it's so much deeper than like, like how you could see it at first, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think actually the first, this, this sort of first understanding of Kratos is that, is that he has, he doesn't love Atreus, you know, like, like you kind of, you kind of have this sense that like he's frustrated with him or he's, he's impatient with him, you know, and he, he always calls him boy, you know, <laughs> and there's, there's like, there's the sense that there is no affection towards him, but like you, you like you're saying, like later on in the game, there's like this very profound. There's a few really profound moments where y- you get you get the understanding that like, like oh wow, like actually, there's something there's something deep going on here. Yeah. Yeah, I will say one of the game lead directors or whatever. I guess he recently had a son when he was working on this game, and I think that really translates into the way the game is written and told. And I think I have a soft spot for it because Kratos is kind of the tough love dad. And I think I've experienced that with my dad and I've been punching the gut with it by my dad, but I know how much he loves me, you know? And to kind of see that play out in a game fashion and me be involved in it as a player, it just, it transcends all other like father figures in games, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is the it is the dad game, I'd say. It is. Surprisingly, my dad got bored of it. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe he's like, I do this every day. What the heck is this? You know, uh, I just want to yeah. chop chop weird. What are the enemies called in those Nordic worlds? I don't remember. Frost giants. I don't know. Something close to that. A couple more uh, uh, dads in games for you real fast. There's Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Uh, he's just cool and brooding. Um, nothing other than that on him and gears of war still don't really get it uh there's ethan mars from heavy rain i'll just say jason um jason john marson from red dead redemption red 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 dead redemption 2 um kind of service level but he's cool like in the first game i've never finished the first game the ending with john marson and his family is super cowboy and awesome i actually really appreciated the prologue of Red Dead Redemption 2 and John Marston struggling with being a good dad for his family. That's yeah. basically what the the prologue is and it's great in my opinion because he was a crazy cowboy Wait, bandit. You mean the, you mean the epilogue? Epilogue, sorry. I'm yeah. yeah. The ending of the game you play as John Marston. Well, um, spoilers, Jesus. If you haven't played it by this point, you know. <laughs> um and yeah, what's what's hilarious to me is that the epilogue of Red Dead Redemption Two is so boring compared to the rest of the game, and it is uh, so long. <laughs> and but it's it's almost like a completely it's really different good, narrative. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like you got to be a family man now. You got to give up the life of crime. It's like you got to get a job. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's pretty. It's yeah. uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. And. I also put Michael from GTA 5. He is one of those representations of what a dad shouldn't be 
And if you didn't get that from the game, uh, they literally say it all the time. So <laughs> I, I don't know how you missed it, but it's complete satire of the rich L.A. dad who's just, I don't know, for some reason you root for Michael, but he's also a complete sociopath. So I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like I think he's, he's I, yeah, I think he's a really interesting depiction because he's like he's very much the I guess he's kind of similar to Frank Sheeran and she Sheeran in the in the Irishman. Um I don't know. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's very he's very like callous um and obviously a sociopath, but also like he wants the best for his family. Oh, you know? it's too, it's too funny. Way. Like, it's really funny to me. It's like, I just, I love, there's a line where Franklin sits down with Michael. He's sitting on his back porch by the pool and he's smoking. And Franklin says, man, I feel like you're getting lost in some eighties, like movie or something like that right there. Like some eighties daydream. I don't know if it was Franklin or Michael that said it, but I don't, I, that that line to me was just hilarious because it's like I don't know like it's almost like GTA 5 it's like the gloves are off they're gonna make fun of everyone they're gonna go after everyone yeah it's very South Park-esque I think yeah and there's some good things to learn about how not to be a horrible dad from that game so (laughs) I I love how his family is always like why don't you just stop running around and killing people like the whole time they're (laughs) complaining about that but and I guess uh, finally to close out because it's timely Last of Us Part 2 just came out Joel from The Last of Us also probably a good representation of a father figure in a video game maybe a flawed character Cameron definitely yeah what, what do you think uh, well I don't want to spoil too much I mean I think I think there's a lot um, there's a lot that said in that game about the sacrifice that it takes to to love someone like a father um and in a certain way it's like Joel he sacrifices the whole world for his for his daughter you know his or you know who who has taken the mantle of his daughter basically right right um and i i don't really want to go that much deeper into that because i think if you haven't played the last of us i mean it's it's an incredible game. I I think it's so worth playing. I I have not played The Last of Us two yet. We were talking before about how like <laughs> like I'm just not ready uh, to yeah. d- to dive into that yet. Um, maybe once the, you know everything blows over and maybe once like I don't feel so nihilistic about the world, um, then I then I'll jump into it. But um, yeah, I mean I think I think the first game is just such a such a beautiful depiction of like. Being a father means sacrificing everything, you know, literally sacrificing the entire world to, 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 to keep your, you know, your daughter alive. Like there, there's just, I don't know. There's something really interesting about that, that tension. Um, so that, that's all I'll say about it. Well put. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for our conversation on fatherhood Cameron, I don't even know how to end this. Not at all. I guess I just want to say thanks to the dads who are out there. Thanks to the yeah. dads who are out there trying. Um, thanks to all the good dads. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, it's like we always see the bad dads. I don't want to see the bad dads anymore. I want those good dads. 
They deserve a moment. They, they deserve do. a full podcast episode. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. So, I mean, I appreciate my dad. He's great. Um, yeah. I guess I'll just, we'll just kind of close it up there. But mm. anyways, um, yeah, we're close. Uh, we're coming down to the wire here. 98. Cameron, are we still planning on a closeout on episode 100? Do we want to talk about that at all? I, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Well, we will let you know by next episode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we will not. And I guess it's just to make it clear, we will not be stopping podcasting. We might take a portionable break to prepare something a little bit more clever and well put mm. together uh and something that that is maybe less stressful um i'll just speak openly here for a second the thing about everything comes from something that cameron and i love is that it's our opportunity to talk as friends openly about whatever the heck we want but with that comes a layer of stress and extra work that cameron and i didn't realize with such a broad topic so i guess what cameron and i have been thinking about for doing shows in the future is maybe streamlining them to be a little bit more specific in order to provide a better show, have something that's a little bit more consistent and polished as a podcast for you guys. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much more than that, but if you're a Patreon, you've kind of seen us experiment a little bit here and there with the things that we enjoy. And you could probably guess where we're going to aim our podcast towards, but Nevertheless, we thank you for your patience and how we've been a little bit vague and out there with what we're doing on the show, and just know we appreciate the support no matter what. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I I think there are going to be good things coming in the future. Um, I think having a hundred episodes would be a really good and uh, even cap on on the show, but like. I don't want to limit to just being a hundred if we're like not ready to do anything next you know what i mean like sure like i think i think there's still some i there's obviously there's obviously more that we can do and there's more that we can we can say and i think i think there is something nice about the freedom that we've we've given ourselves with this show but at the same time i totally agree i think like the best the best version of of our podcast would be something that's focused and something that is um polished like you said so yeah so i i don't know i think i think there's good things to look forward to in the future totally agree no matter what we thank you guys for your patience and your support we'll see you next week have a good one everything comes from something is a fully fan funded podcast that happens because of listeners like you and a huge shout out to our executive producers darren o'neill and eric and ariel walk thank you for supporting the show i know i've been saying that part for the last i don't know 20 30 episodes but seriously you guys have been a huge blessing for making sure this podcast continues to go remember if you want to support the show just like they do, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast, throw a couple dollars away, get a couple benefits. Remember, all the benefits, if you're a Patreon, are done through Patreon. Patreon Messenger, yes, you can just shoot us a message right there, and boom, we'll see it, we'll put it on air, um, that's, that's how it works. Take advantage of those, 
Again, if you don't have money, totally cool. I know. I'm a broke college kid. I get it. You can just tell friends and family. Spread the word about the show. It's a little weird. It's a little quirky. It's a little different. Maybe someone, uh, some of the people or your friends will like it. And you can always give us a rating on iTunes. That seriously helps. Again, we thank you guys for all the support that you give us. We love you, and we will see you next week.